Namaste and welcome all of you to Guru Bodha 104th episode. Uh, welcome to all our participants uh, to this particular session. And uh, I cordially welcome on behalf of all of us, Honorable uh, Guru Raja sir, uh, to this particular session. Welcome to uh, Guru Bodha session, uh, Guru Raja sir. Namaste. So we'll begin. Uh, first question, uh, Guru Raja sir. Uh, how to manage high cholesterol and triglycerides uh, in an Ayurvedic way. So this is an important uh, area so of uh, discussion. Cholesterol, triglycerides, points of concerns, plenty of cases, uh, even the young patients. So uh, obesity related, diabetes related, lot more cases into our clinics. Uh, uh, so sometimes uh, it is a challenging scenario to handle these things, but Ayurveda has handled these conditions uh, effectively in comprehensive approach uh, through uh, many uh, uh, perspectives of approach, including uh, the therapies, including the panchakarma therapies, and also the dietetic protocol changes, medicines, lifestyle changes, and a lot more will be uh, needed in this particular context to address these uh, issues. Uh, let me uh, take over this question to uh, Guraja sir. Uh, sir, uh, so how to look at these conditions from a clinical uh, from a clinical perspective uh, of handling uh, triglycerides, high triglyceride values and high cholesterol uh, cases in our clinical practice? Definitely, it is a problem of the modern world. Uh, nowadays, we could see such type of cases uh, in. Definitely, we need to understand there is a typical connection between the food and the type of food what we consume is associated with the cholesterol. Of course, basically, there are uh, two issues. One is if it is uh, genetically predisposed, that's called a familial uh, dyslipidemia or such conditions are there. They're in a the family, that condition uh, runs maybe due to some gene defects or something like that. But other than that, the, there is a very clear-cut indication that diet is associated with these problems. So we need to optimize our diet very critically. How much is required for a person that has to be understood by the person only by reducing the diet of quantity of diet what is consuming very periodically. So when he does like that. Uh, definitely will come to a place where you can understand that this is an optimal thing before below that if he consumes a food or quantity then he may feel a little bit of tiredness just to avoid that balance to that level one has to maintain then the things will definitely come your way to reduce that is a point number one restriction on the diet and the a diet which is a quantified or a restricted but still very rich in energy that needs to be curtailed. We need to select such a type of foods which can at least reduce the uh, what you call uh, the energy intake into the body, but somehow for a time being maintains the bulkiness in the stomach in order to overcome to not to have the side effects of something like acidity and or something like that. So this can be managed one part of it. Second thing. We have observed those who are purely vegan and vegetarians, they tend to have uh, increased triglycerides in them. So this may be associated with the type of food what they consume, because most of the um, vegetarian diet, they'll be pro-carbohydrate rich, 
and definitely that carbohydrate uh, excessive carbohydrate in the body will gets converted in the liver into triglycerides later because of the intrinsic cholesterol activity so thereby it leads to a lot of uh, triglycerides are rich in them and it is having an increased uh, quantity present in the blood in order to reduce these things we need to go for one is a cut down on the diet pattern second thing certain protocols are the procedures but example if you go for a regular um, virajana type of thing it may be in a very called rudu virajana we can call it for a time being tiktam rudu virajana regularly giving goes on detoxifies the liver and thereby it excludes the uh, intrinsic cholesterolic material through the gut so thereby it avoids the excess formation so thereby it also helps the other way is there are certain drugs which can be used to control or convert these rich cholesterols or bad cholesterols and improve the um, good cholesterol can be done but santarpana rogi something like that where obesity is also associated and we have uh, such a type of uh, patients wherein they are very lean and thin still their um, lipids in the blood will be very rampant and very high so we may have both the patient having a normal lipid levels or a very requirement body type of the person nature food everything we need we need to have a typically handle this high cholesterol so it will be typically from case to case accordingly the management should be done we have got so many chilling drugs are which are anti cholesterol are which are tikshna lekhaniya in nature that type of drugs can be used in that and most of the time it is very clearly said and one which is guru in nature manda in nature snigda in nature will going to enhance the and it is suksha it going to break the body so like this we can go for a very typically uh, evaluation and accordingly to case by case we can plan thank you sir thank you there uh, and uh, the secret of uh, managing these uh, issues which are also uh, so hita book and mita book are uh, uh, the secrets of managing these issues like uh, maybe triglycerides high triglyceride levels or high cholesterol levels which are, which are very common and uh, related to the obesity also so we know that uh, once the person is obese the person is always uh, susceptible to these conditions the chances of getting high triglycerides high cholesterol in the blood levels so will be more so it will act as a risk factor obesity diabetes is related uh, hypothyroidism is related all these lifestyle disorders uh, come together uh, so hitabook and mitabook uh, uh, as you mentioned rightly guruji sir with the uh, interventions like virachana and suitable medications as you also pointed out that we shall handle them on one to one basis uh, so what what kind of diet so can we generalize or it it, it should be customized as per uh, uh, person to person or uh, should we see through the vikruti and then uh, handle person to person so how should be the diet approach and uh, what are the common things uh, which can be avoided uh, in people who are having high levels of triglycerides or cholesterol levels and who are really worried what to take and what not to take where to focus on the diet sir because you are focusing on the diet which is an important strategy in handling these cases definitely we need to first of all 
this is what I understood. Uh, basically, what we understood is that we make a mistake in uh, just totally changing the diet pattern of a patient. First of all, we need to take the entire history, his uh, uh, diets, what are the things we, she or he consumes. Then based on that, whether it is rich in carbohydrate, whether it is rich in proteins or fats, accordingly we can customize all these. If you are consuming this much of more carbohydrates, you can reduce this one. If you are consuming less protein, you can increase this protein like this. Or you are consuming saturated fatty acids, so something like that. Or you are consuming more Ashwamedha, which is more Madura in nature, that needs to be cut down. So such type of pattern should be done. And you are unnecessarily just shifting everybody from one to other as a standard protocol may not be a right one. Right, sir. Thank you there. And uh, a couple of questions in the question box. Uh, Kalaji asks, uh, Sir Namaskar, did you say that Virechana can be done for high cholesterol with Tikta Gruta? So will this G not bring the cholesterol high? So that is uh, the question, mm -hmm. sir. Guraj, sir. Definitely. Uh, we, we can go with um, any Gritas as a Nenakana before that one. But uh, in any case, we should not uh, feel like that the grita can increase the cholesterol. We have seen many times, even the in gritas are fed to a patient in Arohana Krama 2. After that, when some surgery is done, then once again, after 20 days, 15 days, when the blood cholesterol shows that it is higher than the what previous one before the starting treatment. So, anyway, our Tita Grita, Anjitita Grita, any type of these gritas are uh, the medicated genies. It won't increase the lipid pattern in the human in any way. It's usually not possible and it is not done. Inside, it won't create such any, uh, you know, problems inside. Then secondly, we are just giving a Nithime Virechana in the form of Rudhu Virechana, what I said, where we don't need to go for a giving regularly Grita or something like that. It is a daily based patient forced to have two to three bubble activations per day in a natural way. So this will enhance the condition. There is no need to give something like a regular virechana, give some snayapanas for seven days and then, no, not like that. It is on a regular daily basis, giving a patient to such type of mrudu virechana where patient is subjected to go for or may attend the two to three nature calls per day are able to pass the bubbles. So such is the intention and that is the protocol. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Guraj, sir. Uh, there is one more question in the question box, sir, uh, Guraj, sir. How much increase, if any, is acceptable in post-menopausal women? How much increase? Like, uh, um, I think the, Joe Marinji asked this question. Maybe that is related to the triglycerides or uh, cholesterol. If at all, if it is there is an increase in the post-menopausal woman, how much is acceptable? See, there is one uh, wrong assumption. We usually do it. What the WHO or the so-called medical fraternity has given some guidelines, it is for the just for the sake of the guidelines. See, we have a different set of human race. The European humans are not looking like same as Indian or Asian continent. And even in Asia, the, the Japanese and Chinese, they won't look like Indians. So even the, the South Africans and the Africans, they don't look like Indians or even Americans. So even though we all call as a human beings, it is not fair that uh, to give us some guidelines that cholesterol should be there then from this much to this level as an acceptable change for everyone. That may not be sound good. It is
height of an uh, Asian male may be different when compared to an average height of an European or American male. Similarly, in case of females. So it is not a right thing to uh, argue and that point that which is the right one, which is acceptable. See, it is an average. So something near to that is also acceptable. It doesn't mean that 160 or 200 is acceptable and if it is a 201, then we need to be worried. No, it is not like that. So something around that 200 levels of cholesterol, then we could. If it is said that it is below 30 or below 40 of LDL, high density lipoprotein is not good. It is something around that means it's an alarming situation, I guess being in an alarm warning that that needs to be corrected. But doesn't mean that it should be as something as a, something wrong and we should go, uh, fall behind that and just do the things and changes. No, it is an, just an alarming situation and an alert. So we need to take that alert and reduce our diet, increase our physical activity. The things will settle down in few months, uh, definitely a few weeks to few months. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you to Gurajah, sir, for clarifying that question. So again, to uh, coming to that uh, Joe Marin, this question, I'd like to uh, add up to this. Uh, Gurajah, sir, has answered it in a, a very balanced way. So here, there are some normal and abnormal values. Uh, so according to the uh, bio things, uh, what we look at, so the blood reports when we look at. So always the higher numbers are scary numbers. So we should be very cautious to keep them uh, in the baseline like below the uh, uh, like what we can call it as uh, uh, maximum levels or around the normal levels we need to keep whether it is triglycerides or hyper cholesterol uh, that is uh, excess of cholesterol whatever it is there the bad things in the body we need to keep it under the balance within the normal range anything very high and some things below the normal levels also will be very dangerous ati and uh, that is vruddhi and kshaya so both are uh, not good here we need to keep them around the baseline so around the x-axis or around the normal values and having said that people have uh, like a panic situation when the numbers are slightly increased so that is why we call them as biological variables because they keep on varying from time to time they are not constant varying maybe towards the higher side or towards the lower side so once there is variation we should not be like obsessed with the numbers if constantly on multiple readings we are having higher level and if there are some recommendations from the doctor they shall be followed and one should put sincere attempts in taking the medicine in uh, following the treatment protocols exercise uh, lifestyle variations dietetic corrections all those things and try to keep them under balance at the same time the numbers should not be in the head so they should not be running in our head and they should not create a panic situation because that only builds up stress and stress will only worsen the condition but not uh is in the condition so we should accept that the biological variables will be going on upper or lower side of the scale but when they are constantly uh, higher or constantly lower our attempts should be to bring them to the uh, normal line and uh, try to balance them around the normal servicing is important in healthcare system but at the same time maintenance whether it is a vehicle or a human body servicing is important followed by maintenance if maintenance is not done properly back it will come to the servicing uh, uh, levels so normal triglyceride levels uh, should be ideally uh, below 150 mg per dl uh, ideally so it can be less than 100 it is really good and uh, when it comes to cholesterol levels uh, 190 mg per dl uh, here again cholesterol levels 
vary depending on the risk factor how many risk factors you have which contributes towards the heart conditions that is very important so for different people with risk factors or no risk factors you are have a freedom to have 190 mg per dl or more the uh, more a little more than that if you don't have any risk factors of cardiovascular diseases i'm speaking about the cholesterols and more than 160 uh, mg if uh, you have at least uh, uh, one risk factor so like uh, with another major risk factor associated with it and when risk factors add the number reduces so like you you can have only uh, 130 around 130 mg if there are two risk factors again what are these risk factors uh, age is a risk factor increased bp is a risk factor familial history is a uh, risk factor and uh, premature atherosclerosis uh, in which is running in the family and tendency to develop heart disease is a risk factor and there are so many and low levels of hdl very important these are also risk factors so the cholesterol levels the freedom of having higher or lower value depends on uh, how many risk factors are associated triglyceride having said all these things the basic line is have them uh, within the normal range uh, guruji sir definitely another one point we need to be very careful in handling these patients uh, we should not be strict on such way that we need to keep it within that level of one only many times i have seen people when they start doing this and trying to bring it down they lose their charm over a period of time their kanti will go down their mass body mass will go down drastically and even they'll have a problems with their tendons and muscles and many other issues will come arise so we need to be very careful because the cholesterol or the it is a kapha tatva in the body which is giving bala to us and that bala natural strength will be lost if you go beyond certain limits to a downtrend so it should not be done we need to have to have a balance so that's why what the who or the world community has given as some standards it is only just a guideline we need to be somewhere around that if it is on where just like as dr gram said and repeated evaluations or a blood work when the patient repeated evaluations when it is done at a periodically of treating three months gap or maybe two times or three times in a year then all the three occasions if it is showing a higher then it is a concern then uh, if a person has any uh, reputation of family history or something like that as a what you call uh, alerting factors then definitely we need to be concentrated on that how to reduce it and how to maintain it otherwise we need to have the balance of cholesterol also because cholesterol is the one which gives a very good body shape to us it is one of the important material for the new gel uh, cell to develop and new cell uh, cell wall is made up of also cholesterol so like that cholesterol has has a lot of plenty of roles in the production of hormones so we need and it is also a strength it is a shakti so that needs to be maintained it doesn't mean that uh, that's why many attempts uh, they'll go in a very drastic way to reduce that cholesterol it ultimately becomes a wear and tear disease for them the cholesterol is reduced but they'll have a lot of other issues so that should not happen you should have a balanced one something around that but doesn't mean that if 150 is normal if it is 160 means oh i have got a try triglyceride no don't worry about that other things it's very much around that it is always a balanced one and it is good thank you sir sir uh, i would like to hand it over to uh, hebbar sir from here thank you uh, dr agaram sir uh, i i just want to bring in uh, one more factor uh, that is seen with high cholesterol that we may not be 
concentrating much upon. So this is from uh, this sentence is from healthcentral.com. It says non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which occurs in person who don't drink alcohol or drink in moderation. Experts are not sure what it causes, uh, but Dr. Uh, says that people with NAFLD often have higher levels of LDL cholesterol and lower levels of HDL. That is one, uh, one statement. And uh, another, there is uh, Keck School of Medicine uh, of USE in that they are saying that uh, constant increased cholesterol levels, excess Cholesterol accelerates the damage of fatty liver disease. Uh, we know that you know the maximum cholesterol metabolism and you know even production happens in the uh, with the help of the liver. Liver ma manufactures the cholesterol uh, so that the body needs of the cholesterol is maintained. My question first to uh, Raghuram sir and then to Guru sir is that if a if cholesterol levels are constantly high, of course, we need to be a little wary about, you know, its effects on the liver, uh, its effects on the heart and vascular system and so on and so forth. Raghuram said, probably we need to concentrate on liver also to maybe correct fatty liver disease or any subclinical level uh, liver damage that is cooking behind the screen okay, sir. so we need to focus on uh, the liver also the liver health and how the liver is involved in these activities or the metabolic process liver is a very important organ uh, so we know it has multiple roles uh, to play and uh, one of uh, the very common diseases afflicting uh, this liver is uh, whether it is alcoholic liver disease or uh, non-alcoholic uh, liver disease fatty liver disease what we can call it as Looking at from the Ayurvedic way, so again, liver is uh, uh, the seat of Raktavaha Srotas. So, Raktavaha Nam Srotasam Etut Mulam Plihamcha. So, it is uh, the seat of uh, or seat of the roots of uh, the blood transporting, conveying, manufacturing centers, a lot of things to do with the blood right from the fetal circulation. So, the liver plays that particular role, uh, role of uh, managing the blood dynamics in the system and blood is one media through which these triglycerides or cholesterol or bad lipids or uh, good lipids or these these things are carried the lipoproteins everything are carried through the blood media from one place to the other it is again the blood vessels in which the blocks happen atherosclerosis and other things so looking at all the way and liver involved in the metabolism of these things we need to give concentration and focus towards uh, the yakrit or the liver and one more thing is the liver is uh, also a pittasthana, a very important uh, pittasthana. Ranjaka pitta is uh, one subtype of pitta which is uh, manufactured by uh, the liver and it again uh, is compared to many liver enzymes which are taking place in the metabolism. Okay, Ranjaka pitta is compared to bile and whatnot and so many things which are produced by the liver which is acting, which is coming to the intestines and again acting on uh, certain food ingredients and converting it into certain things. So the liver enzymes all put together. So it's a broad spectrum discussion again, uh, Ranjaka Pitta. So according to Ayurveda, the Ranjaka Pitta, according to Vagbata, it is present in the stomach. And according to the other sciences like Sushruta, it is present in the liver. 
so these are considered as the components that is the pitta which is giving ranjaka means to color it is the basic thing which colors the blood it is the basic thing which colors the blood ranjaka pitta gives imparts color to the blood so when the rasa dhatu or the rasa tissue the first product of uh, the metabolism or the digestion in the stomach and the intestines the ahara rasa is formed and from that is the uh, extract of uh, the food what we have taken in the juicy form that forms the rasa dhatu that is the first tissue and that rasa it it's compared to the liquid component of uh, the blood the plasma or uh, the serum whatever we can call it as and the solid component is called as rakta the blood cells all the blood cells are considered as rakta here and when that rasa passes through this particular liver again we are speaking about the nutrition the main essence of the nutrition when it is passing through the liver and spleen there the ranjaka pitta acts on them and converts that into the blood so liver lot of things are going through the liver liver is also a detoxification agent it is also a metabolizing agent it participates in the fetal circulation and lot more functions uh, the liver is uh, rendering so when we come to this cholesterol and uh, fat related conditions or fatty liver disease the liver health also should be uh, considered so considering that it is a pitta sthana we should consider it as a ushna sthana so pitta is basically hot in nature so that is why we consider the liver also as a hot zone like a hot zone belonging to the pitta and here the fatty liver indicates the development of the fat or accumulation of the fat or something happens with the fat metabolism involving the liver when we see that it is considered as fat belongs to the kapha group of elements now there are tissues which belong to different compartments like the bone tissue belongs to the vata blood belongs to pitta so ashraya ashraya bhava we call it as so like uh, the vata lives in the bones so bone is one of the seats of uh, vata blood is the important seat of pitta pitta stays in the blood we were speaking about ranjaka pitta and almost the other tissues live in kapha so that is kapha lives in this tissue sorry the, uh, put it putting it the other way pitta in rakta so kapha is present in mamsa that is muscle kapha is present in the maida that is fat in the marja that is bone marrow in the semen that is reproductive tissue so majority of the tissues in the body are having kapha as the component inside them in ashraya ashraya bhava ashraya means a home that is a residence ashraya means a resident so kapha is a resident in the medas so when kapha increases the medas increases when kapha increases the fat increases so here fatty liver can be understood as a condition wherein the kapha and its component so that is the fat the or the fat and the kapha both which are cold in nature kapha is cold in nature so that is why the medas that that is the fat is also cold in nature because kapha is located in the uh, medas so that is the fat having seen this the fatty liver can be considered as a condition wherein there is extreme development of coldness in a zone of heat actually it shouldn't do so like uh, putting water on the fire the metabolism of the liver will be disturbed will have been disturbed in this particular condition so when we look at look at look at it from the ayurvedic perspective the kapha uh, mitigating or the kapha destroying uh, foods life activities and everything the meda uh, depleting the treatments okay so including deepana pachana rukshana swedana udvartana virechana okay and even vamana in some some conditions 
and Srota Vishwadana, so to cleanse the Srotas, the Medhana Srotas, and also detoxify the system. Lot more things need to be brought. The Staula Chikitsa, the Medohara Chikitsa, the Medoha Sroto Dushti Chikitsa. I'm using the Ayurvedic terms, sorry. Everything is related to the Medas, the contamination of uh, the fat by the doshas. Let us take, there is an increase of uh, kapha in the fat tissue. So that increases, further increases, further increases the, uh, like disturbs the functions of the medas, that is the fat. So a lot more dynamics are taking place here. And we also need to see the Agni, very importantly here. Agni is the fire. So we have a central fire and we have the distributed fire everywhere in the body. We also have Datu Agni. Datu Agni means there is a fire in each and every tissue according to Ayurveda, which permeates or takes only what it wants, that particular tissue, and digests and metabolizes it and uses it according to its convenience. So here there is a fire in the Medo Datu, we call it as Medo Datu Agni. So the fire which is present in the fat tissue. What is its job? Its job is to take the active ingredients from the essence of nutrition and convert it and convert it into the fat. So that is the body supporting fat. We are not speaking about bad fat. When that happens in excess, the medo vruddhi happens. The medas increases or the fat increases. The deposits increases. So the increase of medas can be in many ways, like abadda medas and abadda medas. The fat has certain areas in the body where it can go and sit and fix. And there is a quantity of fat which keeps moving, the free fats. Such fats can produce diseases like pranayama, diabetes in uh, comparison, and many other urinary conditions and many other metabolic conditions. So this is a big process. As coming to this particular question, again, the Medha Agni, Medha Dhatu Agni should be considered. The fire in the Medhas, in a tissue, if the fire increases, the tissue will decrease. We need to understand this. When the fire in the Medhas or any tissue increases, the tissue will decrease because the fire will burn the tissue. Okay, but when the fire decreases, the tissue will increase. The medo me, uh, we are speaking about the fire in the fat tissues or the adipose tissues or the lipids which help them in regular conversion, metabolization and throwing them away from the body and maintaining a balance. That balance is lost when the fire is decreased or increased. Here when it is decreased, when the fire inside the fat tissue is decreased, fat components increase. So here is where we need to do the Agni Chikitsa also. We need to focus our treatments. That's why I was mentioning Deepana, Pachana, everything to kindle the or to enhance the Jataragni or the basic, the core digestive fire. And along with that, we know that there is a feedback mechanism between the Agnis or the fires. If there is one correction, there will be other corrections also. If there is a stubborn Mandagni or deficit fire inside the Medas or the fat tissue, we need to address that also. So in doing that, we need to focus on treating individual tissues. So this is all about uh, what we need to understand about uh, uh, the fat, fatty liver in this particular relation, how the pathogenesis take place, which doshas are involved, and uh, which uh, tissues are involved, and where to manage and how to manage. Over to you, sir. Thank you, sir. So when we look into the uh, Ayurvedic medicines, especially the uh, proprietary medicines that are used for the treatment of cholesterol. I am now uh, in ayurmedinfo.com. I am looking at uh, liposam 
and then lipistat most of them start with lip lipan uh, etc guruji sir i see repeatedly there is guruji uh, there is guggulu there is arjuna then there is garlic bilvamula shunti gokshura punarnama etc so in some some ways also i see so that is uh, one question so most of the even kutiki also has a role to play in decreasing cholesterol so both some correlation can be drawn uh, with cholesterol and liver functions sir. i think in the beginning uh, part of this uh, today's program we have already spoken about the involvement of liver in the manifestation of intrinsic cholesterol uh, even how it converts from the carbohydrate to the triglycerides and later to the cholesterol all these things definitely there is a role to play by the liver in the manufacturing and as well as the maintenance of the cholesterol of the body very typically if you fill the system with heavy doses of nutrition liver has to do the metabolism and once it is done obviously it has to keep it somewhere so it converts it into the form of a triglycerides and stores in the adipose tissue and wherever it is available then the second thing is that whenever such type of uh, santarpana janya or even the medo medo increasing dravyas are the excess food which leads to the increase of kapatatva in the body automatically the one which convert these thing to uh, um, metabolically in the, uh, the body to the depositions or adipose tissues is the liver which is gives the conversion so definitely it also gets covered with the fat that's what happens with the fatty liver and that's why when you want to improve the function of the liver it is always better and also avoid unnecessary absorption of all the things which is getting digested from the gut it's the better way is to give a mrudu virechana or nitya mrudu virechana on a daily basis where a person will have at least two to three loose motions per day so this will not only clear or detoxify the liver it also improves the liver by its function and it also removes the excess content from the gut and thereby it helps to maintain the healthy cholesterol balance this is one point number one second thing when we use a lot of uh, medication for the purpose of overcoming this cholesterol issue definitely as uh, dr raghuram has very clearly suggested it belongs to the cholesterol portion belongs to the medus in ayurveda and it is having ashri ashri sambandha with kapha so it is basically a kapha tattva dravya in order to overcome that kapha tattva dravya we need to have something which is agni tattva so whatever we are using usually will have a deepana pachana effect and such type of combinations are used so if you observe any of the combinations made with the proprietary medicines which is used for the hypercholesteremia it it do contains gugulu as one of the important ingredient because purana gugulu is very well established the drug for hypercholesteremia then we have because of the hypercholesteremia and what is the other organ which is going to be affected is the vessels as well as the heart so the people have in, incorporated arjuna into that arjuna is also having kashaya rasa but still it has a special effect of controlling the activity of the heart and it promotes the heart and it is hrudya so and otherwise the guduchi and such type of drugs have been added which is rasayana in nature so if it is rasayana then definitely try to maintain the balance 
So based on these other things, and even Tishna uh, Drabya is required to uh, kill or break down the lipids. That's why certain combinations have Lashuna in them. So otherwise, as a general principle, in order to have these uh, avoiding uh, blockages, increasing the agni, doing the pachana and those things, Trikatu or Chaturjata or uh, Chaturushana, these two drugs are very, very good. As well as along with this, any Pramati Dravya like Maricha and Vacha, these things are also very good to overcome these problems. If we add along with the, these type of Uttatishna Dravyas, even the Amla Ravya Dravyas, uh, which is because, because it's very clearly said Amla Rasa Amla Rasa is good to the heart because Amla Rasa avoids agglutination of the blood uh, um, corpuscles. So thereby clot formation can be avoided. So definitely this will be good. So this effect will be there on that, um, the blood, um, blood components. So there's a reason many a times we use such type of the sore material or amalasinjavias like amalaki, dadima, nimbu, or the jambira, something like that. These drugs can be used. So in such combination, if you balance it, definitely it will going to help these conditions of handling the uh, what do you call uh, hypertriglyceridemia or even the hyperlipidemia, lipidemia. Another important one is Tikshna, uh, in this uh, classical combination is Lohasava. Lohasava can also be used to, uh, because it's uh, one of the Karshana uh, Yoga, definitely it can be used to reduce the cholesterol pattern. But definitely adding anything which is uh, supportive to the liver, and improves the, the of course virechana is one of the important uh, function which helps to support the liver so definitely nitya virechana with with mrudu it's not only it's a drastic one maybe two to three times a day that will definitely give you a result over a period of time because of regular thing so this is a very methodical and uh, classical approach and of course the patient uh, as I already discussed we have a two type of patients, one those who are obese, the Sankarpanatya Vyadi, something like that, wherein the hypercholesteremia or something like that will be seen. The other one is, patient is of normal weight and lean and thin, but still cholesterol and triglycerides are very high. So such type of things need to be approached in a different manner. And of course, another one is, if those who are having a familial tendency of dyslipidemia, then the approach according to the Rogibala and Rogabala, one has to increase the dose and the duration of the medication and even everything as per the one's requirement. Thank you, sir. Uh, which drugs are used for the Mrudu Virechana and for how many days? Uh, definitely, definitely, we can go for Swadhishta Virechana Churna. Swadhishta Virechana Churna is one of the best, best options. Then we have got Yerenda Brista Haritaki. Haritaki is one of the important uh, combination what we can use. Even there are many um, products in the market based on the percent to person Rogibala. We can use like um, Vasulax is their one tablet. And uh, we have got uh, Sonamuki containing uh, drugs like even Anuloma. Uh, there are many other uh, combinations we can use it. And even the Purilax is one of the combination. But of course, Purilax is comparatively stronger. We need to be uh, taken care the point of uh, person to person based on the uh, capacity and the disease condition accordingly we need to um, select the drugs 
So, so these type of things will definitely give the person even simple Haritaki Churna with Guda is also a very good one, which gives a very good purging. But needs to be taken that dosage form, everything has to be calculated as per one's requirement. It is totally customized one. You cannot have a standard package, something like that. Thank you, sir. And uh, coming to low levels of uh, HDL, if, if all the parameters are okay, -ish, but the HDL is low, what could be the uh, strategy there, Guruji sir, please. What I have observed in my practice is when a patient having a high triglycerides or high LDL, VLDL and low HDL, what the approach we do to reduce this LDL and VLDL, automatically, simultaneously, same thing will also improve the HDL. So there is no special treatment or requirement to improve the HDL. Of course, the drugs almost remain the same. So one is the physical activity of the person, if it increases, that's also going to help us a lot. Then we can use uh, any of these uh, mild variation type of drugs. Definitely that will also help. And of course, if it is required, we can go for as more in order to increase the HDL. Definitely it will increase. But there is no specific drug only to increase the HDL. I have not seen any such uh, drug in my practice. I have not come across. So that is not possible as such. Thank you, sir. Uh, since we are discussing this particular topic, I would like to put forth a small hypothesis, which we can discuss later in elaboration in some episode. Uh, regarding this uh, uh, triglycerides and also the cholesterol, so I'd like to cover it in five minutes, just like where to look and how to differentially look at this particular condition from Ayurvedic lens and Ayurvedic perspective. Uh, so. As I uh, said in the introduction of this particular session itself, uh, that obesity predisposes to uh, these conditions, high triglycerides. It's a risk factor for triglycerides and cholesterol, etc. Looking at obesity, triglycer high triglyceride levels, high cholesterol levels, hyperlipidemia overall when we consider, all these things can be considered with one thing in Ayurveda that is medas, that is the fat. So the bad fats, good fats, everything. And Guruji sir also pointed out somewhere that uh, it is very important to have a little balance of sneha in our system. Uh, that is uh, the lipids, cholesterol, maybe triglycerides, everything are otherwise helping in the body functions until and unless they go above the axis or below the axis. Now, how to read these things? Now, there is a condition called as Medo Vruddhi in Ayurveda. So Medo Vruddhi, all these things, textual references you will get. Medo Vruddhi. So first of all, in basics of Ashtanga Rudaya and in the first year BMS, we learn about the Dhatu Vruddhi Lakshanas, that is the signs of increase of the tissues. In There is Medo Vruddhi Lakshana. So Medo Vruddhi Lakshana, Medas increases in the body quantitatively. It is uh, represented by some symptomatology. So like uh, so like with small activities itself, the person feels very discomfort and dyspneatic. And speaks tanodara lambanam. So there is uh, accumulation of uh, spat, uh, fat around the butts and also the breasts and also the udara, so that is the belly. So these are the signs. So these are the anatomical signs of uh, the increase of fat. When the fat increases in the body, as I already said, it may be in the baddha form, so that is in uh, in a seated form or a fixed form or an abadda form. So it is floating or uh, it is uh, traveling in the system through the blood channels. Or the depths of uh, the body. So here, 
Medo would be uh, points out towards a condition where anatomically we can see the fat is increasing. The body is clearly uh, showing that particular uh, condition. So uh, then we are we are having two important terms in Ayurveda, staulya and atistaulya. So in modern also we have overweight, obesity, and severe obesity. Depending upon the BMI, we have classified those conditions. And obesity predisposes to this hyperlipidemia and hypercholesterolemia and all those conditions. So when the medha increases in the body, what it does? One, it shows something outside the body for us to see. What is that? Staulya, the person looks a little larger in frame. Atistula, as explained in Ashtanindita Purusha, like there is a chapter in which eight socially unfit people have been explained, despisable people have been explained. There are a word called as Ati Staulya terms. So here, these are the Ayurvedic terms which indicate the anatomical disfiguration of an individual due to excessive fat. So one is, first the medus increases in the body, why it increases due to our food activities and all those things disturbance. And then the external presentation is in the form of Staulya and Atistula. Atistula is above the margin. So stula is somewhere in between. So like moderately obese, we can consider uh, this particular condition. These things are happening outside the body. And at the same time, there is a different picture inside the body. Something is happening inside. What? There is Agnimandya. So there is a disturbance or the low metabolism in the body that as a feedback mechanism or individually, the Medodhatvagni, which I already said, the tissue fire of the Medas will decrease there is increase of fat there inside the body. That fat itself is accumulating everywhere and showing to us in the form of stula and atistula externally. Internally, there are some other pathogenesis which is taking place. One, the agnimandya, then the dhatu agnimandya, that is uh, the less fire in the uh, tissue, that is the fat tissue, with that consequent increase of medas. Increase of medas. That increase of medas travels in the body with the help of volume it is pushed here and there through the channels and some part of that medus gets settled here and there that we see it as obesity or the accumulation of fat around the butts abdomen central uh, uh, that is belly and around the uh, breast and somewhere some uh, some other places in the body and the other part of medus is going just freely moving in the body and that can produce many diseases like prameha and other conditions, Medoroga and other conditions. These are the things which are happening inside. And what is happening when the fat is floating inside uh, the blood vessels? So it can either be floating or it can adhere to the walls. As long as it is floating and it is contaminating the blood and the channels in the body, it is going to different parts of the body. We consider that as Medo, Vahas, Roto, Dushti. So there is a contamination by the fat of the channels of the body or the transport system of the body is contaminated by medha or the medhavahas rotas itself is contaminated the roots are contaminated so this means to tell that the fat is either not formed properly not transported properly or not stored properly somewhere in between it is a suspended animation state of medhas medhavahas rotas dusti and from medhavahas rotas dusti contamination of this fat transporting or uh, uh, managing channels, many pathological features come out. Like there may be medo avruta vata. So we know vata is freely moving everywhere in the system, including in the blood channels. 
So when the medo avruta vata, when the medas envelops the vata, the vata functions will decrease and it will lead to a set of disorders. Medo gata vata. So the vata simultaneously which is vitiated can enter into this pathogenic uh, fat and it can cause a condition called as medo gata vata. In one of our previous episodes, Dr. Saujanya was speaking about the gata vata stages and in the next episode, probably next month, she will be taking about the datu gata vata where we will understand this particular condition. So here I want to put it in brief. And then the next condition will be the medo pradoshada rogas. Medo pradoshada rogas is along with the fat which is contaminated and freely floating or somewhere, the doshas which are also exacerbated in the body get association of this fat. So these doshas will contaminate the fat further and cause many diseases. There is a chain of symptoms which have been explained in Ayurveda, including the Prameha, Purvarupa, Ashtanindita, all those things are caused due to the Medo Pradoshaja rogas. And then we have the Medo Roga itself. Here the Medha Savruta Vata, so when Vata functions are in, uh, like uh, obstructed by the fat, many diseases appear. And gradually, if it is not treated, it goes to a very dreadful condition called as Medha Roga. The description of it is beautifully given in Madhavanidana Uttarardha, where it looks like a big syndrome. A big syndrome which correlates to the involvement of multiple organs in the body. So like a metabolic syndrome itself, it indicates. So once the fat is disturbed in the body, there are so many events happening in the body outside and inside. Outside it is demonstrated in the form of Staulya and Atistaulya. Atistaulya is again another symptom of Medopradoshaja Roga, the Medha being contaminated by the dosha. There also we get the word Atistula. In Ashtanindita also we get the term Atistula. So, Ayurveda, friends, has so many terminologies describing different stages of vitiation of the fat. These stages shall be understood. In these stages itself, the Medovaha Sroto Dushti, maybe Medasavruta Vata, maybe are speaking about the atherosclerotic, the fat sticking to the walls of the blood vessels and blocking the free movement of Vata can be compared to the atherosclerotic changes. So here we need to see where these conditions fit into the Ayurvedic terminologies. If we understand those things, the treatment pattern will be very, very easy. And very importantly, in atherosclerosis and other conditions, in these uh, triglycerides, high cholesterol conditions, what we see in the blood vessels happening, we are discussing today, there is a Sangha Rupa Dushti. So coming to the Sroto Dushti, there are four types of uh, contamination of the channels in the body or the srotas in the body. One among them is Sangha, that is contamination. When the floating fats adhere to the walls of the blood vessels, it causes obstruction in the form of atherosclerosis. Plagues are formed. This is considered as a Sangha Rupa Dushti, contamination in the form of blocks. It can be, a, it is a risk factor for many cardiovascular diseases. And coming to just last one minute, Hebasa. Uh, so in the treatment approach, Deepana, Pachana, Virechana, Svedana, I recommend Udvartana very importantly, and Lekana Basti. Lekana Bastis are very, very important in this particular uh, context. And then uh, we need to go with uh, Medo Roga Chikitsa, the treatment. And here uh, we need to see about Guru Apatarpana, Gurucha Apatarpana has been mentioned. So here there is a tricky scenario of treating these conditions. If treatment for 
Medas is given. What happens in Medo Raga? There is Medo Avruta Vata. The Vata is there, and around that Vata, there is Meda. If you give treatment to Meda, the fat will go away, but Vata inside will again outburst and present its symptoms. So, if you give treatment to Vata, those treatments will increase Meda. That is the fact. So, here the treatment should be balanced. So, that is why Ayurveda tells to give Rucha Apatarpana. Like uh, Santarpana and Apatarpana Guru Rajasar was mentioning, Apatarpana is depleting treatment which are heavy in nature. Depleting is for Medas Guru that is heavy to digest foods or for Vata because Vata is Lagu, light in nature. That is why heavy foods which take a plenty of time for digestion. The Puso uh, gives and uh, like limits the person who is obese to eat, so they have craving for food. When Guru Apatarpana foods are given, the craving also will come down. That is very important strategy here. Medovaha Sroto Dushti Chikitsa, treatment for the contamination of the channels. Langana, very important. Which form of Langana again should be a choice? Apatarpana, again I said uh, Gurucha Apatarpanam. And Vata Chikitsa, once the Medas has been dealt with, there may be Vata symptoms which have aggravated. They too should be dealt with. Along with that, uh, Pramehi Chikitsa is very important. Wherever there is Prameha as a symptom or as in the complex or in the syndrome, it should be implemented. Kapha Chikitsa, the treatment line for dealing with Kapha should be done. And uh, some, some uh, medicines also I want to mention. Uh, Guruja sir has already given a big list here. Guguru will be a choice. Varanadi Kashayam, Varadi Kashayam, Nikola Kashayam. So this will be the choice. Guguru Tiktaka Kashayam, Medohara Guguru or Medohara Vidangadi Loha. And Aragvadarishta with very good success rate is given in obese conditions. Vyayama exercise should be given and customized diet protocol should be given. No divasopna, the person should not be allowed to sleep during the daytime because it is said if the person sleeps during the daytime, Naraha Pushyate Avarahavat, the person will become as stout as a boar. So, day sleep contraindicated, if possible, reduce the sleep of the person who is. Uh, or having these cholesterol conditions, Jagarna is also indicated. So these are the different uh, dimensions in which we should be looking at these particular cases and dealing accordingly. A thorough understanding of the pathogenesis, uh, studying in between the words or the uh, terms which have been given in Ayurveda is very important to deal with these conditions. Thank you, Professor. Thank you, uh, Raghavan, sir. Uh, so with that, we come to the end of this session. I thank you all participants for your interesting questions. And we decided to go uh, under the guide, guidance of Guru sir and Raghuram sir. We decided to go with the questions that you have so that we, these sessions become more useful and meaningful to you. Uh, thank you all. And on behalf of us, all of us uh, students, my words of gratitude to uh, Dr. Raghuram sir and Dr. Guru sir. Thank you, sir. Namaste. Thank you.